0: Dr. Isaac zero.
1: The Brandt Community Healthcare System presents Hospital Insider, the podcast. Your host is Gary Chalk, the retired director of public affairs for the Brandt Community Healthcare System, a newspaper columnist, and former radio broadcaster. The podcast features conversations with members of the medical staff, the caregivers, volunteers, the leadership team, and donors of the Brantford General Hospital and the Willett Hospital in Paris. Listening to Hospital Insider, the podcast, will inform and educate you about hospital care. So please share this podcast with your family and friends and encourage them to subscribe as well. Remember, if it has to do with hospital care in Brantford, Paris, and throughout Brant County, we will talk about it on Hospital Insider, the podcast. Welcome, everybody. This is Hospital Insider, the podcast. I'm Gary Troch.
2: You know, one of the advantages of recording the podcast is that, that people can listen wherever they are. Uh, residents of Brantford and Brant County, they're they're certainly listening to the podcast when they're traveling because we can follow the statistics here and we can note that these people from Brantford and Brant County have been listening on their travels throughout the winter, throughout all of Canada, and there are 17 states throughout the USA, listeners have uh, tuned in from South Carolina through Florida, the Texas Panhandle, out through Arizona, up the California coastline, Obviously, uh, other areas throughout the Caribbean Islands, even overseas in England and many countries through Europe. We've even had some people in Australia and Singapore. So everybody, thank you for listening and keeping in touch with the Brantford General and the of Hospitals and for passing the link along to your family and friends. One other bit of housekeeping to uh, uh, take care of right now as the pandemic continues. We continue to record the podcast not in the studio but on the telephone and this is how we are connected to our two guests today. And Brandon, the producer, is uh, putting everything all together at his home studio as well. Here in Ontario, the hospitals come under the mandate of the Ministry of Health. Each hospital has a board of directors consisting of members of the community. Today, we're joined by two representatives of the board of directors of the Brant Community Healthcare System Paul Emerson, the chair of the board, and also Peter Quinlan, the vice chair. Gentlemen, welcome. How are you doing on this warm afternoon? Great, Gary. Good stuff. Now, I need to ask Paul, you're a long time Brantford, Brant County resident. Peter Quinlan, same thing. Paul, did you people ever cross paths? Had you met up in any of your volunteer work, or was your first uh, meeting of each other when you joined the board of the hospital?
0: Well, I was, I knew Peter's name. I may have run into Peter, and we, as we started comparing notes, we know similar people. And uh, this small community, but a Quinlan name is a, is a very reputable name in Brantford, Brant County. I think Peter's father was a physician, his one brother is a physician. Peter's a well-respected lawyer. And uh, so certainly I know who Peter was.
2: And I have to admit that the, one of the questions I have when we uh, speak with Peter is the fact of the Quinlan name in uh, in medicine here in, here in this area for so many years. Paul, as you said, uh, you uh, have lived virtually your entire life in the area. You graduated from the University of Waterloo with an environmental studies degree. You were with the Grand River Conservation Authority for over 30 years, including 10 as the chief administration officer. And then after that, another 10 years or so in the same leadership position, but with the county of Brant. You're a busy guy, so why did you apply to serve on the board of the Brant Community Healthcare System? What was your motivation?
0: Well, (laughs) it's interesting. Um, I retired two years ago, about two years ago right now, so it really wasn't on my radar at all, Gary, I was, I knew I wanted to do volunteer work in the community, and and had a few other things lined up
2: Peter let's talk about your radar you're also well known throughout the uh, the area you've attended school in Brantford returned after university taught at the secondary school level then you went to uh, study law became a lawyer a partner with watchers Amy Holden Hitchin Uh, Peter your father as as Paul has said was a prominent family physician for so long in this area your brother Phil uh, general uh, practitioners I believe you have a nephew who's studying medicine you grew up in a world of physicians. Did this have anything to lead you to apply to join the board?
3: I don't think I'd be truthful if I said uh, no. <laughs> uh, medicine, medicine, has got heavy-duty roots in in my family. Not, you know, not only my father, but his father, my grandfather, my father, two brothers are doctors. Three nephews are doctors. <laughs> one of whom. Uh, nephew Alex is uh, um, a part-time emerge physician at the hospital with a practice out in St. George. So, um, lots of medicine in the family.
2: Good stuff, Paul, let's go back and talk a little bit about the board and its members. the who who is on the board? What type of experience and background do they bring? To the work of the board of the organization
3: well i i
0: can th- and i'm sure peter would agree and i'm sure he'd like to comment afterwards but i i believe we have a a very strong board and uh it's uh, no credit to myself here i'm saying that um bonnie adamson the supervisor had put ads out and also had had gone and and talked to various people and come up with this board she was looking for um a diverse board uh, in the diverse board with different backgrounds healthcare, care finance um, community involvement those kind of things she wanted a good split between male female she wanted people that represented certain segments of our broader community uh, we have um, so i could go down the list but we have uh, our our chair of our finance committee a gentleman by the name of bill thompson is a former cfo with the Jervinsky center in hamilton and then when in his retired days he was the uh, vice chair and, and at the end the chair of the lynn the local integrated health network very experienced uh, we have people like annette gillis who is a a nurse and she chairs our quality committee dave diegel who who cons- does various things and consults in the healthcare field uh, Mackenzie. Sleeper, who's an epidemiologist with Hamilton Public Health, very timely right now. Yes. Um, um, Maggie Copeland, uh, she is in healthcare with the Sonagas of the Credit. Uh, Nasser Hammond, who's in IT with Apogee. Um, he's also the president of the Muslim Association. Lena Roy, uh, who's in healthcare herself as a therapist and uh, I believe her husband's a physician, Mm -hmm. Teresa Doolittle. uh, She works with the uh, Six Nations and has a background in HR and business. And we have Vern Payne, who's a retired principal with the Grand Area School Board. So we have a... And obviously, we have Peter, and you've spoken about him. So I think we have a strong, diverse board. And very quickly here, um, just like Peter and I... Some of the people maybe knew of each other, but but nobody really knew each other. It's certainly not a, a club of, of uh, people that are all coming from the same background. It's not that way at all.
2: Certainly. So we've got the directors all together in a room now. Peter, let's talk a little bit about what the role is, what the responsibility, what are you charged with doing?
3: Well, the board itself is responsible for governance, governance. Um, that means we're overseeing what management does. We, we don't direct management, do this, do that, do that, do this. Um, we, in essence, receive from them what it is they're doing, how they're responding to events such as a pandemic, which was totally unforeseen, and um, and it's our job to question management to determine uh, whether or not they are foreseeing all of the potential difficulties that um, may occur that we can envision as board members as uh, persons who are not um, experienced in hospital management, but we're citizens and potential patients. So. Our job is governance. What are the rules? Are uh, the people in management abiding by the rules? And, I mean, there's something like 39 or 40 statutes that apply, Gary. So Mm -hmm. the rules are uh, significant.
2: Healthcare organizations are, are very complex, and we'll get into that. We'll delve into that a little bit later in our conversation. But, but uh, Peter, now you're at a board meeting, and I'm sure you have reports from the Finance Committee, quality improvement, uh, occupational health, safety, et cetera. Out of those reports, what decisions are made, and, and where do they go?
3: Well, it, the reports are, are voluminous, and most of, us, most of us are pretty good now both not printing them Uh, and and, um, so we we get the reports in advance and that enough time that gives us an opportunity to review them Um, the reports include information and include the uh, intention uh, of bringing a motion before the board and what that motion is so we then can assess whether What is being asked of us as a board to approve is something we can approve. Uh, Are there questions that that need to be answered before we can approve it? So there's a lot of information. And if we're doing our job correctly, we are reading, reviewing, and thinking about all of that information. So um, the the meetings... uh, are scheduled for two hours, and they, you know, we try to keep them to that. But they are, by that I mean, Paul does as chair, um, and uh, we get the business done because we've done our homework. But, you know, the, Paul mentioned that we have a strong board, and one of the the measures of a strong board is that each and every board member is a contributor. It's it's not a board where Four people only are doing 95% of the work everybody's uh, in it and everybody's on multiple committees and therefore uh, it's a matter of trusting your fellow board member when for example the resources committee with all of the financial information presents a report and that committee approves of what they're doing then uh, who am I to question them unless there's something glaring in there that I don't understand and I need to understand before I can approve it. And Certainly. same with the quality committee, quality of care of the patients in the hospital. So that's our job, is governance.
2: Let's talk about the Financial Resources Committee, Paul. It's it's no secret. Hospitals all across Ontario, are they all want more resources, starting with money. Um, it's much the same, I'm, I'm sure, with the BCHS. Uh, how how is our organization doing now financially?
0: Well, we're doing a lot better. Uh, the The Brant Community Health Care System went through uh, a bit of a a down period over the last five or six years, where, I, um, from from lack of funding and so on, they had to dip into their Financial reserves, and then accumulated some debt. And when Peter and I and the other board members came on board a year or so ago, uh, we were looking at some some pretty bleak financial numbers. There was a almost $25 million working capital deficit. Um, there, there were loans, obviously, out to the bank and into the province, and so on. Um, we we needed to get lines of credit to to pay our bills and uh, we were also running an annual deficit if you if you look back at the numbers uh, these deficits started five or six years ago and uh, and ended with this this big debt so we as a board made a commitment along uh, at some point I'm sure you're going to ask Gary about our, our senior team and our our president and CEO David, Dr. David McNeil but uh working with the senior team i think we've done a good job of getting the ship steadied it's not sinking any longer um, we're working towards a balanced budget We had a small deficit last year that was part of our planning but it was a small deficit relative to previous deficits we didn't want to jump too far too quick because that would have meant a lot of cuts and and we did not want to impact quality of care for our region. Um, We're working towards a valid budget for the next fiscal year, and um, there's been considerable work um, done by Bonnie, uh, the the supervisor, uh, Dr. McNeil, and uh, the board members to work with the provincial government at all levels within the Ministry of Health and to try and – explain our financial situation and get some financial relief and and that we've been somewhat successful in that regard we've we've gotten different infusions of money and uh, we're optimistic that that will continue.
2: Paul you mentioned that the uh, senior leadership team under uh, Dr. David McNeil uh, I know from my uh, time the organization we would go to the board meetings The the board members and the leadership team really have to have a very um, good sense of confidence and a a close working relationship to to achieve what what you set out to do. Correct? Oh yes,
0: as Peter was saying, we we operate at a governance level, which is an oversight level, and so we have to for that system to work. There has to be confidence both ways. We as a board have to have confidence that the information we're getting uh, on various aspects of the business is uh, is accurate and we can rely on it and then we can can ask hopefully the appropriate questions and uh, provide some some broader policy type direction so um, it's critical that that relationship of trust and respect uh, is happening and and I I personally believe we have that um, I, I know just from talking to the board and Peter will say more and sure on this topic but um and other board members and myself included we we really respect the we feel very fortunate to have Dr McNeil here and uh the senior team he's put together and all the staff that work for the DCHS it's 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 very impressive the more I've been involved over the last year year and a half uh, the more my eyes have been opened is to just how how fortunate we, re, we are in this community to have the caliber of people working here that we do. So I, I believe that the board has um, a, a good working relationship, an excellent working relationship with the senior team and other staff, too, and we have a great deal of confidence in them.
2: You're listening to Hospital Insider, the podcast. Our guests today are Paul Emerson, the chair of the board of directors of the Brant Community Healthcare System, and also Peter Quinlan, the vice chair. Please stay with us. We'll
1: return soon to continue the conversation. If you aren't feeling well and you know it's not an emergency, consider going to the Urgent Care Centre at the Willett Hospital in Paris, a member of the Brandt Community Health Care System. Perhaps you twisted your back playing with your grandkids, or you've had a bad cough for a few days and now your ears ache. Or what's that rash on your child's stomach? If it is not an emergency, consider going to the Willett Urgent Care Centre. You will be treated by compassionate physicians and nurses trained to deliver rapid, expert care. And with x-rays and blood work provided right on site, the Willett Urgent Care Center is one-stop care. The Willett Urgent Care Center, open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. weekdays, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekends. For the approximate wait time, you can check online at bchsys.org. The Willett Urgent Care Center in Paris. When it's not an emergency can be just what the doctor ordered
2: as we're recording this episode of hospital insider the podcast the world continues under the grip of the COVID 19 pandemic Uh, the branford general and willet underwent tremendous change preparing locally including structural changes new policies procedures for staff and physicians and things i know that uh, in an earlier podcast dr mcneil the president and ceo talked about some of the changes as they were preparing and touch wood uh, we certainly appear to be flattening the curve uh, locally, and I think um, the, the hospital is, is held its own very well in caring for those who have had to turn to the hospital because of the uh, pandemic. Paul, can you just tell me a little bit about the types of things that are that have changed? And how about the additional costs because of the pandemic? Do we have any scope on what that could come in at?
0: Well, we're starting to just get the numbers in now. Um, David and his team are quantifying those. But uh, uh, the same with every hospital across the province, there will be significant increased costs um, and reduced revenues in a a lot of areas. We are getting the revenues we used to get. Get from diagnostic imaging and and various surgeries and things like that. And hospitals are de- are dependent on that kind of revenue too. In addition, obviously, on the cost side, there were there was all kinds of work done with the the physical plant of the hospital, trying to uh, to, to isolate certain areas. We built uh, rooms that were. I'm not technical, but I'll call them somewhat vacuum sealed, so that they could okay. negative that pressure. I think they call negative yes. pressure—that's the term—and mm-hmm. uh, there are there all kinds of different things done to try and segregate COVID patients and other patients, and be prepared for the uh, the surge of patients that we we might might have and hopefully don't get. So there were. So that's what's what's happened there. I. I'd like to say that um, that we as a board are very proud of the work that David, um, his team, all the staff at the hospital, the medical staff, they all pooled together, they worked as a team, and they did a wonderful job. And I think that the numbers in Brantford-Brant are some of the, the better ones in the province on a per capita basis. And I'm sure a part of that is because of the good work that was done by these people.
2: Hospital organizations are always going through what they call a strategic planning exercise. And it's uh, it's something very involved. It usually uh, takes at least a year or so to complete for the final report. It is a uh, process that involves many people, not just within the walls of the organization, but, but throughout the community and even beyond. Peter, can we talk about the new strategic plan that was launched, uh, well, just pre- pre-COVID-19 in late January of this year, and we'll talk a little bit about the involvement of the board members throughout this process as opposed to just being at the boardroom and getting the final report.
3: Uh, Well, actually, the strategic plan was a... uh, There was a a relatively large committee included uh, the respective mayors of the county and city Uh, who actually came to some of the meetings, um, despite their schedules. A number of employees of the hospital, a number of board members, not all the board, but some board members, and and then a number of members of the community. And uh, I know Paul and I were there, and there were some, you know, at, at times, hot debate over single words in the plan and what they would mean to staff overall, what they would mean to the public, what they would mean to a patient or a prospective patient. So it it took a long time, a lot of uh, meetings, what kind of ideas, what should be top of mind for this and if that's what we agree on, how do we get there? How do we word it? What's it going to look like? Many, many, many revisions. And um, but it was a group process. So certainly, the board cannot take credit for that. We approved it in the end, but it, it's staff, it's citizens, it's. Um, uh, I said, board members, it's medical staff. A lot went into it from a lot of different corners. So uh, and we're proud of it. We're proud of it that we. It was an undertaking that uh, uh, I will admit at the ta- at the time I thought it was rather ambitious to think it could get done by January, but it did. That's good. So it 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 was done. Now, if I could, I'd like to make a comment uh, on the pandemic issue that Certainly. Paul raised. It, the, um, I look at the stats every single day from the health unit, and um, the I believe it's residents of the county who should be very the county and the city uh, who should be very proud of the fact that they their job in social distancing, in isolating, and most notably in protecting uh, the seniors in our seniors' residences and nursing homes because we did not have any major outbreaks uh, that, of course, would have flooded the hospital. The citizens did what they were asked to do. The hospital got itself ready in the event things got a lot worse than they did. And the hospital's still ready.
2: I think I read somewhere that uh, the definition of pandemic planning is that you can't do enough and when it's over, why didn't you do more? So you know, you, you almost can't win. But when you look at what's been accomplished here, and I, from my experience in healthcare, um, the residents of our community really only understand perhaps the, the tip of the iceberg of the planning that went in and the changes that were made. Paul, I was wondering, concurrent to the strategic planning exercise, there's also been the master plan. There's there's three components. That I'd like to have you speak just briefly. Uh, first of all, a an expansion to the emergency department of the brantford General site. Yes,
0: thanks, Gary. And uh, this is uh, to me a very exciting area that the the board has embarked on. We put together well, starting with the emergency department. That the as probably everyone in the region knows that. That, that has had occasion to go there or has heard of people who've gone there. Our emergency department is very, very much oversubscribed. I, I probably have the wrong numbers, but it was sort of multiples like it was at, built to be at capacity of 40,000 visits a year or something like that. And we're up over 70.
3: Correct.
0: So you can see, um, it's not, not unique to, to our area, but, um, we're where we have one of the worst records I think around as far as numbers and capacity to handle them. Um, so that's been something that's been recognized for a while. We they're moving forward. We've got approval from the province, and it's a staged approval. We're we're into stage three, I believe now. And uh, I heard David speaking just the other day and saying, if everything goes well, we should be building something, starting construction, hopefully by the fall of next year.
2: That's good so news.
0: I, And our plan would be to to basically double the capacity and uh, bring it up to speed, too, as far as modernization with the latest equipment. Included in that is a new CT scanner, and that is something that I know our foundation is is embarking on right away to start fundraising for because we can uh, we can get that operational maybe
2: even before the new emergency room renovations are completed. And that's a good reminder to me, we've had Kerry Wilson and some people from the foundation on a podcast uh, previously. Perhaps it's time we touch base once again and uh, see what they're up to. Second uh, um, aspect of the master plan, Paul, is with regards to an expansion that's underway in the mental health unit.
0: Yes. Uh, it was a, a, a nice grant from the provincial government, which enabled us to to do some some interior work around security and functionality with the existing mental health facility, which is in what we call the E wing, the old nurses' residence at the western end of the property. And uh, th- there's also, now, along with that, there have been changes. Uh, within the operation, uh, within the staff operating, there's a new chief of psychiatry there. And um, so we're quite excited about that. And as we know, in, in Brantford-Brant, uh, mental health and addiction is a significant problem and something that we we really needed to spend money, more money on to try and address the issue.
2: And the third aspect of the master plan that's... Uh that uh, people always want to talk about, what's the future of the Willet? You're a country in well, Paul, and sure, the, uh, you're that, the, the best person to ask. Well, that's, <laughs> hey, I was born there. <laughs> and uh, But um, the Willet hospital
0: in my lifetime, in the 60-plus years that I've been on the planet, I I remember there were various governments at various times or I was threatening to close the Willet and the community would rally together and and fought it off, so to speak. It used to be an active uh, hospital that did operations and everything. And In recent years, it's been scaled back. But right now, it's uh, moving towards full capacity again, serving the broader region. So we have an urgent care center, uh, which has 20,000-plus visitors a year. So you can imagine if people weren't going there, a number of them would be getting that already overcrowded emergency department down at the General Hospital. the um, There there have been various outpatient services provided there, uh, some diabetic things and, and life labs and so on. But more recently, we were able to get provincial funding and have 50 plus beds there for people that were occupying beds within the Brantford General Hospital have now Transition into the Willet, and these would be people that were likely going to go from there into to long term care and other facilities. But there just isn't the wasn't the capacity, so it's sort of a transitional
2: use. Gentlemen, time is the enemy when we uh, get going on these podcasts. As we end, as we come towards the end, I'll start with uh, Peter. And uh, both the question for both of you. Uh, you've been on the board a little over a year or so now. In my experience, board members, they frequently say, my goodness, I had no idea that this was what is involved in being a board member at a hospital, nor did I have any idea of what was being provided, the breadth and depth of services and programs at Brantford General. So, so Peter, I'm sure you've learned a lot since you joined the board. Uh,
3: that is true, Gary. There, and... and if you're going to be a board member who takes the job seriously you have to spend the time um, reading the material doing your best to understand it so there's a a fair bit of work involved but it is immensely satisfying uh, in the sense that um, it's going to be for the greater benefit of our entire community You, you know the the rutledge report was highly uncomplimentary of the brantford general hospital and we 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 got accreditation uh, from the uh, mm-hmm. accreditors that uh, the national creditor, accreditors that come in and they look at everything and so we've gone from a bad report to accreditation in in a very short time that really shows The effort being made by management to change the culture in the hospital, to change the views of of upper management, change the views of middle and lower management, staff, both medical and non-medical. So a big job and a big turnaround has occurred in a very short time. Paul mentioned the financial uh, benefits, the financial improvement uh, I mean, we're by no means out of the wood and there's still lots of work to do, but a lot has been accomplished in a relatively short space of time. So as a board member, I'm very proud of uh, what's been done by my fellow board members and by the um, hospital staff and administration.
2: I'm sure Peter and Paul when you talk about the the changes that have been made and they are significant um the community people like myself we're we're going to be the benefits of it, the benefactors of it so we appreciate all you, you're doing to 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 move this along Paul, uh, Paul let's go to you then I'm sure since joining the board you alluded to it earlier you've learned a lot I'm sure
0: Oh yes I I echo what Peter was saying it's you get your eyes open it's like it's like a lot of things that I think in life we um, we we think we know a lot about something, and it's not until we start uh, delving into it a that we realize how complex and and how many tentacles there are to to something. And obviously, healthcare is is clearly one of those things. Um, but I, I I'm very impressed. I, I I'd repeat what Peter was saying that I'm I'm very rep- impressed. With the work that's been done to date with the new administration, the new board, the, uh, the staff that have been there throughout and are amazing backbone, uh, and including the medical staff, it's, it's just a great thing.
2: I think I once read that most important things that a community needs are clean water and the hospital. I think in our area, we're, we're doing well now. Throughout the years, both Paul and Peter have volunteered in many aspects of the community. Uh, Paul, I know you've been with the Cancer Society, the Brand Waterways Foundation, Heart and Stroke, the Grand River Foundation, and and, and Peter, with your volunteering with the Brantford Stoppers, Chamber of Commerce, Minor Sports and things, let's start with you, Peter. What is it that you brought from that other volunteer experience to the board of a hospital that's helped?
3: Um, well... Uh, the fact that throughout uh, my adult life, I, if I'm if I'm going to be someplace, I might as well help. Uh, that's that's an attitude I've had. And uh, when I take my kids to minor sports, uh, I might as well help coach. Um, my background is in teaching physical education. That was my undergraduate degree, uh, and so uh, involvement in sports was an easy thing. The other volunteer work was uh, involved in some respects fundraising and in other respects uh, overseeing things, but to be honest, none of them prepared me for this. Uh, The the hospital, as Paul mentioned, there are so many tentacles uh, and things reaching out that impact the community, impact the people in the community, impact the people in the hospital. Every human being sees things slightly differently and that means what we think is a good thing in our hospital somebody else may see as uh, uh, something that's damaging to them. Uh, as you said earlier, Gary, you, you, you've you got to plan and plan and plan and then the next question is well why didn't you plan more? Yes, so, exactly.
2: Exactly. Paul, what about your experience from not just your business career at leadership senior leadership level, but but also your volunteering experience. How did that help prepare you for the board? Well, I think
0: may, most of of what I brought to the board probably came from my my professional experience working for the Grand River Conservation Authority in the municipality because in many ways uh, there are important entities within the community, too. The services a municipality provides a wide-ranging and impact everyone. And uh, the Grand River Conservation Authority was the same thing. But with all three of these organizations, it's critical that no organization is an island unto itself. So it's critical that that, that organization and the people working within it work with the other related organizations within a community because many of these services can overlap or in or certainly impact each other. So um, I spend my, my career with the Grand River Conservation Authority, there were and when I started there were 60 some municipalities within the watershed, a few less now with amalgamations but you had to Find consensus with that group because they jointly funded the organization as to what were the priority projects, and and everybody had to be on the same page moving forward. It's the same with the municipality. I mean, there, if you break it down, there are hundreds of services a municipality provides to its citizens, and there there has to be some kind of a agreement on what the priorities are. You can't do everything. At once, to the extent everybody wants. So, and a hospital's the same thing. It's 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 not an island. It's not a building sitting there, an island into itself. It's it interacts with it serves the community. It interacts with the public health authorities, the municipalities, the province, um, our First Nation communities, obviously, and and so, it I, I think. Anything I could bring to the board mainly came from
2: from my background in those areas. This concludes episode fourteen of Hospital Insider, the podcast. My guests have been Paul Emerson, the chair of the Brant Community Healthcare System Board of Directors, and also Peter Quinlan, the vice chair. Paul, Peter, thank you for doing what you do in our community. You've you've uh, in the past and still contribute, and you're making it a better place to live, to work, and to play. And now with your leadership you're providing on the, the board of the Brandt Community Healthcare System. Thank you very kindly for all you do and, and good luck with what you're doing in the future. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Hospital Insider the Podcast is available where podcasts are found on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, etc. Thanks for sharing the podcast with your family and friends. It's a, it's a way for everyone to learn more of the stories of the people with the Brandt Community Healthcare System. We'll return with another episode in two weeks. In the
1: meantime, please stay well so you can do good. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Hospital Insider, the podcast, a presentation of the Brandt Community Health System. Hospital Insider, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting forum. Please press subscribe, and you will always be up to date with Hospital Insider, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please pass it along to your friends encourage them to subscribe as well. It's appreciated. In two weeks, we'll return with a new episode of Hospital Insider, the podcast with Gary Chalk. Thank you for listening. I'm Sandy Bishop.